0: Good morning and welcome. Today, the UN Secretary General invokes Article 99 on Gaza.
1: Article 99 in the UN Charter gives him the authority to call for a Security Council meeting for any topic that he views as a threat to international peace. This is the Secretary General's equivalent of pushing the panic button.
0: Chinese takeaways the strange disappearance of some government ministers in that country. How can ordinary workers afford a mortgage in Dublin? where we can make viability and affordability aligned. That is a challenge for the industry and the country. Professor Luke O'Neill on the science behind the trendy use of protein supplements. Do airlines try to greenwash their travel offerings? We are now experiencing some turbulence. Please fasten your seatbelts as the ride is about to get rocky. Owing to the faulty signalling from our carbon neutrality claims and the low visibility of our climate action, we have wandered off the radar. Joe Lynham looks at the business of canning and bottling. Boris Johnson continues at the COVID inquiry. My job was to try to get a load of quite disparate, quite challenging characters to keep going through a long period and to keep doing their level best to protect the country. That was my job. Hundreds of allegations of excessive force against Garthi every year. A lively Republican debate without Donald Trump. This is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. We're now 25 minutes into this debate and he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence. Joe Lennon suggests a sustainable Christmas and Henry McKean visits the Deaf Cafe in Cabra.
1: I hope that the local people maybe in Cabra Fifth Square area that come into the cafe maybe they can pick up a few pieces of sign learn how to say their name learn how to order coffees in sign language everyone's using sign language all the time because it is the first language of the deaf village here
0: Shane Hannon on The Phenomena, that is Ronnie O'Sullivan. And The Cash Machine contains our biggest ever prize, 150,000 to be won on Friday. Text us on 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. WhatsApp free 87 Email patkenny at newstalk.com. You can tweet us at patkennynt. But first, a new report by the Society of Chartered Surveyors, Ireland, has found that the national average cost of delivering a three-bedroom semi-detached house is €397,000. The findings also reveal that in Dublin, a buyer, or a couple, must be earning between them at least €128,000 if they're going to be able to afford a home. Uh, Joining me now in studio is Carl Dieter, CEO of OnlineMortgages.com. Carl, good morning. Hey, good morning, Pat.
1: Are you surprised? Uh, Not so much. Uh, You know, we have seen massive inflation in prices, we've seen inflation in the materials that go into building homes, inflation in wages and energy, all the things that go into creating housing. So the fact that over three years, uh, those costs are up, you know, 25%, uh, that is what inflation is about. Now, thankfully, that's starting to calm down a little. But the problem, I would say, just to to maybe temper it just a little bit, is it, it is mainly a Dublin, then Cork, then Galway, and to an extent, Limerick. Issue There's lots of parts of the country where things are much better,
0: yeah. But blocks uh, are blocks, and you know, well, concrete that bit is true. But you, the, but, you
1: order from uh, cement, roadstone,
0: whoever it is for your cement, your concrete that has a price, and it doesn't yeah. matter whether you're in
1: latrum or it, in it has been going up. And 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 the things that affect prices are crazy, like timber prices up about 10 times in the last three years, and now. There's stuff that affects it that you never think is going to have an impact. Like Brazil just sent troops to Guyana because Venezuela might be taking part of that country and we get half our plywood from there. And plywood's a core thing for concrete, for housing, for also you just never realize where these angles of cost changes are coming from. Like it's a big interconnected world. A large part of that inflation though was driven, obviously, by supply chain destruction during COVID and and things like that. Now it is coming back. Uh, You know, things are starting to stabilize and that's a good thing. But it does mean that obviously we have this ongoing price issue and it's really difficult to deal with. It's quite confounding because the, the way that we can kind of solve for it societally is really just to throw money at it. But throwing money at it to an extent is almost like putting fuel on the fire. And that, yeah. When I say throw money at it, that's because the schemes and the incentives that are there to help people tend to be financial ones. Um,
0: the, the kind of things that uh, feed into the price, for example, our standards are now quite high. I mean, most houses that are built, they've got to be at uh, at least B-rated mm-hmm. and
1: ideally A-rated houses. Yeah, well, you, the, the, the prices are higher. And the standards are higher. So, I mean, you are actually buying something better in that sense. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's the same way that... No,
0: I'm wondering how builders cut costs uh, because they are in the business of selling. Uh, well, <laughs> I was going to say selling, but a lot of the developers are not. They just want to fatten up their retirement fund by only renting the stuff that they, they build. And that's another question which you'll have to ad- address another day. But if a, a builder who's building maybe 20 houses wants to sell them but wants to cut costs, what can they do?
1: well the, the, they won't sell them if they're not affordable. Yeah, so you have to get a thing called a a product sheet for every single item that goes into a house now, and that's uh, covered under the Building Control Amendment regulations. And that means that there's actually a higher level of administration on top that can say every nut, every bolt, every handle, every everything, and whether it's, you know, quality rated, etc. And so there's no way around that. So you can't just, like... Put some kind of trash products in. Now you could put products in that might turn out to be faulty or where they're like recalled or something, but you can't do it intentionally. So that's a good thing. Our standards are high. The housing is good, but it is expensive. And when the, when they're saying that you have to make one hundred and twenty thousand, you know, I would I would again get back to the idea that full time average wage in this country is around forty five thousand. People tend to buy mm-hmm. as a couple. That's ninety grand. You know, if you're living in in the cities where this is the biggest problem, full time average wage tends to be quite you know further up from that and so if you're Still, above you might
0: be shy i mean it's yeah.
1: a borderline isn't it oh yeah but you see if you're above average you can you can choose to rent or you can hope to aspire to home ownership if you're below average you might say average wage i should say not like average person or something in case people misconstrue if you're below the average kind of income you might say look i'm going to have to rent or i'd like to own one day but i'm going to have to save and you know saving increase and, my skills and are a problem well, they're incompatible objectives at the yeah. moment because the rental market is, is so tight and so expensive. But you do see as people go through their life that as they get older, they tend to earn more. And what's happening now is that point where you hit that kind of in the pocket of being able to afford a house because of where you are in the life cycle of your job is actually occurring later. And that's why you're seeing the age of first time buyers become later. And it's impacting on other things like the age That women are having their first baby, the age that people get married at, the age that they're going to retire at. It's all being pushed out further and further. So there's a lot of knock-on effects involved.
0: I I mean, a solution, given that we are, it appears, flush with uh, cash, is just to build, build, build social housing. In other words, that people who might not have thought that they should be living in social housing, always aspired to own, might have to say, well, actually, I'm going to have to be on the housing list and I'm going to apply for an apartment. And many of them are built really superbly now. I mean, the difference between a privately sourced one and a publicly sourced one in terms of quality
1: is in... Yeah, if- look, if we thought that the state, like, I mean, if we genuinely believe the state was a good custodian of housing, I mean, you can't look at their past record for a start because it's atrocious. So in on that instance, it fails instantly. But... If you send the provision of housing rather than the quality, I, I, well, well, or both? Well, 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 kind of both. I mean, if you look at, at a lot of the the, the state housing in, around the inner city that I'd be very familiar with, you know, there's huge problems, dampness, rats, all sorts of, of all no, manner of issues. It, I
0: mean, they, for
1: their time, were built well. I mean, some of them were but, 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 what they used but to call a Crampton-built t- house. The, the Ballymun Towers one... You know, awards for for being this wonderful brutalist architecture or whatever it was. We realize after you know they they've torn them down, and for good reason. Like there was there was a reason for that. So I think it's just important no, to no, say. But hang on, I, I, there is an issue
0: with um, what they do. For example, in Ballymun, they built the towers, which were built to the standard of the day and built well enough to get a, a an award or two. Um, but then they left the people bereft of any kind of facilities. So if those uh, apartments identically built were were in Kensington,
1: there'd be no issue at all, would there? Uh, um, I would tend not to agree. I think when you make mass social housing and, and agglomerate it all in one place and there's not a, a societal mix there, you do tend to see That's a That's what I'm saying, though. Of... There are public housing blocks in Kensington which are superb. Oh, yeah, but but this is the thing. I mean, Really what the issue is, is we need to get enough housing. But I mean, we saw on Monday night, there was a a show on the television about the blockages and planning about so many of the problems there. Like actually getting to the point of putting one block on another in this country is so difficult. And I use the example all the time. My little brother in America, he's 12 years younger than me, you know, and, and he gets permission to build 120 apartments and it's done in a month. And, and when he goes into the city council, they're like, yeah, we think this, is, this could work and therefore yeah. good, let's do it. Now, you have to get now, all your ducks in O'Brien
0: a row. has missed the opportunity with the new planning bill. We've been putting to him for years now uh, and his predecessors that you need a rules-based system so everybody knows yeah. what's permitted in what area, to what height, to what standard uh, and the various rules about insulation and so on. Do that. And you can go ahead yeah, and like, the locals know what to expect, yeah, so the developer knows what to expect, the local authority knows what to expect. Why did the minister never, never, not embrace that? Never going to happen in Ireland. It, 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 what, he wants, I, I to keep, he wants to keep power no,
1: centred no. Uh, in the bureaucracy? Absolutely not. I think Darrell O'Brien, as far as housing ministers go, is actually is, is doing a pretty stand-up job given the raw materials that he has. I think his heart's in the right place. So, I mean, there there is an alignment of two of the core things that you need to do that job well. Uh, what I would say, though, is the power, the actual, the ability to influence change to decide what happens is not the Minister of Housing. It's held in the many bodies and the planning organizations and the local authorities, you know, and every other vested interest out there and they have huge sway and influence about what you can and can't do and people oh you could never have a rules-based system because then what about the participative nature of you know social inclusion or some other reason why you can't and you have a choice you can either take that fight get bogged down and never get anywhere and walk out saying yeah i I got my teeth kicked in you know i I meant to do good things achieved nothing but that's my political record or you can say okay I'll, i'll i'll make the concessions that are I hate are painful, aren't going to make the improvements that I want, but we got something done. And it's that kind of incremental approach yeah. that is is the gradual way that politics tends to work. And it's it's annoying because we could do root and branch, but everybody out there in, in in But what are we
0: afraid of? I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. I mean, if, for example, you've got a council and they have a local area plan and they decide this is their county development plan for the next five years. Um You know, there's nothing wrong with that kind of thing and they say to a developer, listen, these are the rules for the next five years. Just adhere to those and you will be fine. You will get your planning through because these are the rules you obey. But instead, they say, oh, well, I'd love nine stories instead of seven. You know, I say, sorry, wait for five years and pay the taxes for vacant lot and, and so on for five years. Then... You know, you can have your input into the county development plan, and if we change it, then you can build your seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty stories if it's permitted under the next county development plan. Had, what is had, wrong
1: with that process? With well, time, mainly?
0: Uh, no, because which the time is useless at the moment. You saw the other night um, the the the, the who are uh, looking <laughs> for cash in exchange yeah, for
1: withdrawing <laughs> objections. I've been screaming my head off about that for years. That yeah. like we have a we have a professional class of environmental ambulance chasers in this country. And I believe at their heart that they're complete nihilists. They don't care about but if the, the board, environment. They just want to stop housing in return if for If the pay. board
0: was able to deliver in 18 weeks, which is its mandate, a decision,
1: there'd be no window of opportunity for these boils. Again, like that gets back to that whole idea of, of root and branch and rules-based changes, and it doesn't exist in other countries. Our problems, to an extent, are particular to this nature because in other countries, they don't delay development of housing by years at a time. But... Uh, Getting back to, to the how, the why, is it like we have had places where you could say, yeah, look, this is the rules. And if you stick to it, you can build. They're called strategic development zones. But getting those into into play can sometimes take 10 years. And that's why I'm talking about that issue of time, is that for us to adapt anything to being the best in class, it takes a long time. You know, we're looking at like the glass bottle site. You can look at, you know, any number of state owned uh, sites where they've been zoned for housing or something meant to happen for years or Devony Gardens. Like, it, it, the list is literally endless. Mm. And so the why. And the why is, is that the, the Minister of Housing doesn't have the power that I think most people believe they have. And there's so many different moving parts and so many that will resist any level of change whatsoever that you're effectively, you're castrated from being able to do it correctly.
0: Um, some of the texts that are uh, coming in and uh, the, this one. They've overcomplicated the production of buildings as well. We shouldn't be using uh, concrete in this day and age. This is the, all the wet work, which is very expensive mm-hmm. now, block on block. and Still uh,
1: done the same way it was in the 1600s.
0: Yeah, know, like labor. So, so why are we doing this when you can have prefabricated construction? Is it that the building industry just is not uh, getting with the program? Because I watched uh, programs like Grand Designs and so on. I, I watch lots of these programs and there are other ways of building much faster. And why do we not embrace these? We do. In a very limited way.
1: Well, well, again, change takes time. So if you look at where Ireland was, say, 15 years ago with the use of timber frame, we're doing way more timber frame now or timber inner leaf, block outer leaf, which is still, by the way, a common standard in many, many countries because it provides great rigidity, great structure, lots of insulation. There's things like insulated concrete forms, which if you mention that, Ten years ago, no one even knew what it was, and now I think it's around double digits. Of there are still
0: loads of lads out there carrying the hod and laying the blocks. Yeah,
1: because because it's it's what the tradition is and what you know. It's the same way in America if you went and you said let's build with concrete, they'd be trying to knock together timber frame because that's what they know. Or in Sweden or anything like this, there is also as well you can build you know high rise out of 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 very uh, cross laminated timber, cross laminated ply. You know, there's lots of things out there that we can be trying. It does take time to get it out there, though, because, again, you've got to say, will I get planning for this? Will the development allow it? Will, you know, how long does it take? Who are the suppliers? Is there, like, if you need a someone to lay a block tomorrow, brickies are actually quite hard to get at the moment. But if you did, you stand some chance. If you said, I need a concrete engineer, you know, you've narrowed your pool down to... Very few Okay,
0: but, but the idea of being able to manufacture panels in factories, uh, precision cut by lasers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, German's been doing it for years. Exactly. Why aren't we doing it? We're not German. <laughs> <laughs> Some of. Uh, what are the profits on a house uh, at the price you mentioned?
1: Um, it, it varies. So sometimes the profits can be quite thin. Uh, usually the, a developer kind of won't get backing forward if they can't show that they'll make about 20%. This is from the bank. Uh, yeah, or from whoever's funding it. But you have to remember, when you say 20%, that means if they sell for, you know, 500000 that, you know, they, they've made something like, you know, eighty grand of a profit on that. Well, you have to remember that there's financing charges cutting into that. There's, you know, ongoing professional fees. There's delays. There's the unknown. And the fact that they have to get another site and do this all over again. So they have yeah. to get... You never back. see
0: a builder on a bicycle. Um,
1: bra- uh, timber prices <laughs> in Ireland are down twenty percent
0: in the last year. That's from Wes in Cavan. Carlos so negative. The social housing being built in Limerick is of
1: the highest spec. I look at them with envy, says N Co. Well, let's just be clear. I'm not saying that they're not. The modern stuff isn't of good spec. It has been changed. What I'm saying is that we have a catastrophic record on social housing in this country. And now that it's been brought up to standard, what you will see time and again is, A, they can't Mm. build enough of it. So the private market provides almost everything. And B, that where social housing is done, that it actually comes in being, you know, 20% more expensive than if the identical same thing was built
0: privately. The insanity of our planning rules at the moment. Do you know that the green space is calculated, including the balconies that are attached
1: to apartments? See, that's I, mean, nuts. I mean, it's it, nuts. It, 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 it's absolutely
0: but, disgraceful and disgusting.
1: But every everything about everything is, again, like you have to look at who are the influential parties, who are the ones pulling the strings. You know, we come up with all these great ideas of it should be this, it should be that. One of the things that still bothers me, for instance, they got rid of pre-63s and they were like, yeah, because no one should have to live like that. Like should have to or has to because the alternative is nowhere to live. Mm-hmm. You know, and people talk about where they'd like to live, but that doesn't mean that this type of housing shouldn't exist because when we got rid of those, that was actually the genesis of the rise of homelessness because yeah. we got rid of an important part of affordable housing for uh, low income people, for single middle aged people and for people who were newly arriving to this country. And it was a huge mistake. We keep on making the same mistakes. We've got to free it up, get it going and get stuff done. Mm.
0: And the other big bugbear of mine is building to rent where you can't buy anything anymore certainly in my part of uh, the city anyway Carl Dieter thank you very much for joining us CEO of onlineapplications.com or is it onlinemortgages.com or both
1: uh, no no it's just singular.com. yeah we're the we're the mortgage software that, that uh, you know about like 40-50 brokers around the country use and in fact I should talk to you sometime because we actually have really good live data on what's happening in the mortgage All market right, we'll do that time. the next time Carl Great. thank you very much for joining us now if you're saving
0: for an apartment this might help